Folks, team no sleep, brother yes, Montel. Yes, huh? Happy Sunday, everybody! You know, yes. shout out to everybody out there. Yeah, Sunday, March twenty first. We back up in the building. We back up in the building. I see we got folks online. Shout! I see you, Corey. I see you, tall boy. You in here for a minute? Glad you can stop by for a minute to have a conversation with us. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about it. We got, we got. We got a lot of topics to talk about tonight. So, uh, <laughs> Team No Sleep, definitely the social impact of sports. We're not just going to talk about scores. We're not just going to talk about standings. But uh, Brother Montel came with some with some fire topics that we definitely want to get into. And man, hold, what you you got the game on behind you or something? I'm, I'm getting all this feedback. No, you know what's, what's, going cra- on, what's crazy in what's the background, on? man. My my son is actually on a college call with his with his recruiter. They got a team meeting for his college, so he's doing so. He's kind of trying to keep it on the unders doing that hey, thing so don't mind it about no, the, back, the back talk but that's, that's real the future right, right there. there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey tell him turn it so, up if he can't hear it that's all right <laughs> make sure he can hear that yeah, um, yeah good. bro where do you want to start man we yeah it's it's march madness yeah. we can talk about that we're going to talk about that but i think um let, let, let me defer to you because I, I I have a place where I want to go but i i want to i want to be cognizant of you as well brother and, and see what's, uh, I what's mean, on your I, mind I, I, I think obviously college, you know, college basketball is, is the tip top topic of sports right now. March mm-hmm. Madness going on, but I think even more important that they kind of like kind of shed, trying to cover a little bit with the light is women's basketball and how the young lady exposed. Oh my god! You want you just want to go right to that one? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Let's go. Let's go deep, man. Uh, we, we'll get to Michigan State tall boy for sure. Uh, and, and Coach Izzo's little Coach Izzo's antics, but let's definitely get to to her exposing. What NCAA did, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, there is not equal treatment. There is not a fair treatment when it comes to both of those people representing those schools and the NCAA as a whole. And, you know, I got some- if people don't, 
Yeah, she go ahead. Yeah, shoot, shoot the video. She'll let, she'll let you know okay. what's going on. I don't know if it was it was on audio, but yeah. So yeah. backstory for everyone: Sedona mm-hmm. Prince, uh, obviously in the tournament on the on the women's side, she shot a little video showing some gross disparity in terms of what the women's uh, teams get versus what the men's teams get. So check out this tweet that she sent out. I got something to show y'all. So for the NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women, this is our weight room. Let me show y'all the men's weight room. Now, when pictures of our weight room got released versus the men's, the NCAA came out with a statement saying that it wasn't money, it was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all this extra space. If you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. I got something to show y'all. And I agree with her 100%. You know, uh, now the NCAA did corrected they they built them they built them a weight room or weight facilities yeah but you know what it's too late it, so, they just showed i think the, she showed you go ahead yeah. go ahead go ahead go so ahead. Let, let me shout out to a company that i uh support and i represent and the tweet is right below tonal saw that and they said you know what we got you we're gonna send you some brand new smart gyms to the facilities so that the women's side can have what they need to get what they need done. So shout out to Tonal for stepping up. Yep. I mean, literally moments after she sent that out, but, but you're, you're right. And this is where we're going. Um, NCAA is wrong for this and they know they're wrong for this. It is uh, a, a gross over a gross misrepresentation, right. in, in terms of what's yep. going on, I don't, I don't think they, they can correct it, e- even though that they're trying to bring in some equipment. Now I, it's just, you, you, you are your, your first impression. And if all you're yeah, going to yeah. do is get them a little, little five pound, 10 pound dumbbell set from, from Walmart versus what the, what the, what the, what the men got, that's, that's mm-hmm. not good at all. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they can, they can try to hide and say it was, it was a space thing and try to cover themselves up their tracks. But the bottom line is, there is a big disparity. There's always been a big disparity. She's she just happened to be brave enough to expose it. Yeah. I think um, there was also something they were talking about. Also, the equipment they were getting as far as like their swag, as far as the clothing. Uh, there's a big disparity on that between what the men and the women get. And also on the gift bags. I don't know if people know that when you attend a tournament or a bowl game, usually the sponsors give you a big gift bag. Yeah. Now, I know for a fact players, I can't speak to the NCAA men's basketball. I don't know exactly what they get, but I know some of the bowl games for football. They they get swagged out. They get PS4s. They get you know thousand dollar gift cards from Best Buy. They get all these these different things. And I know for a fact one of the other exposures of the gift bags that the men get are completely less than the, what the women are get. It's time for the, you know the NCAA and those sponsors to equal out because those sponsors are making money on those young women playing yeah. on ESPN. Yeah, they they are under TV contract and they making money. Don't get don't. Don't get me wrong. It may not be just as much as the women, as much as the men, but it's it's growing. That women's tournament is growing bigger and bigger every year. It used to be thirty-two teams. Now it's sixty-four teams. So now, now it, there's there's that the disparity shouldn't be there, and at least not that much. Right. It should right. be where they get they get six weights and they get a whole them they yeah. get a whole gym. And you know that that that's just straight unfair. And I'm glad she's exposed them. I'm glad I'm glad she brought she brought the attention to the world to see how yeah. that that entity the NCAA has been doing them dirty for so damn long 
Yeah, and and and, and, I, and, I, and I'm gonna put this coming. Up. I don't think that she's going to be blackballed. You know, like like Corey said, I, I think what she's doing is she's just raising the, the disparity and, and causing us to have this conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I think there's going to be probably. Not backlash from the teams or backlash from the players, but there's going to be just, you know, that conversation amongst the folks in control, you know, behind the scenes. The operational folks are going to be like, oh, man, she didn't game out here and told told all our business. But this this is a story that had to be told. And I'm proud of Sedona for, for actually doing this. Yeah, It's unfortunate that it has to be the case. And I mean, the NCAA has been in the news more negatively than positively over over the last few years just about. Uh, you know, giving people back their their Heisman's or or you know, uh, closing down inappropriately, shutting down whole whole uh, conferences, what, whatever the case may be, and this just is not a good look at well, all. There, there, there's almost no way to get to make this right. Yeah, you're supposed to be the governing body. Yeah. The governing body is supposed to oversee everything that goes on with college, with NCAA college athletics, and be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Where where where's the fair process in that? You know. Again, I understand money disparity. I understand if a school makes more money than the other school, you know, how do you channel that out? That's fine, and I get that. But you need to be able to be transparent and display that out there. And definitely when it comes to tournaments like this, you need to be able to provide the same the same gifts and the same things for the men as, as for women. That is true. Because bottom line, they're all representing the school, and they're all making monies for the school. Let's not forget that. Real Each money, one of those yeah. players are making money for the school. As long as they're on TV, they are getting a TV contract for that school, and they are making some good dollars. I know the men's is making a little bit more because they're on primetime, but like I said, that women's is, is coming up because now they're primetime prime on ESPN now. So yeah. I know I know tall boys like don't bring too much attention to the NCAA, so you know, and don't think the institution doesn't come back for you. I agree with tall boy. Yeah. I think they will come back in some form, some form, but I don't think they want to take on the women's movement. I don't think they want that battle. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe they'll 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 figure out a way to wash it under the rug like they've been. They've downplayed the story now that it's gotten out. They've kind of you know making sure they sweep it under the rug. But I do believe they're they're they'll, they'll dress it some some form or fashion. Yeah. I agree. I agree with them. Yeah. This this is this is a good. Uh, this is an honorable fight to have. So I'm I'm, I'm glad she she brought it up. If, if she didn't do it, somebody else would have. But I'm glad that she, being someone who's you know a a a recognized star athlete, well, well they all are. But you know, so someone yeah. who's who's out there do, doing their thing on on the court uh, brought this up. So overall, this tournament though, bro, if you had a bracket, it's gone. If you had Strong. a bracket, is is busted. <laughs> it's it's funny because you said it because I was watching the ESPN stats. ESPN said I think they had over four million people played in the tournament, right? Played, it, uh, selected their, their, their team. Yeah. Um, as of yesterday, there was only 114 that were left that was intact, and I know today since what's the name got upset, since Illinois got upset, there can't be no one intact. Right. <laughs> what, no what, hold on. What, what was her name? The, the the sister that was out there praying with with, with the team, and they mess around and, and up. Good night. They no nobody no. is winning, and and uh, I, I don't but, know. But, I think this is a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago with Tallboy when he was on there. When he was talking, when we we're talking about how the disparity of schools has changed, how small schools are recruiting for that four year, that four year kick for guys for them teams to be really good, how the Gonzagas became good, yeah. and the Butlers, where these big schools like Texas, Illinois, are recruiting for those superstar players that are usually there for one to maybe three years, and they're going off to the NBA. I think it's starting to show the talent and disparity between. Those small schools and big schools in basketball, yeah. that gap has closed tremendously. Uh, 
there's there is nowhere the Dukes is, is the Dukes and the and all them are the greatest teams anymore. We could see a, a Chicago or a Florida, a Florida A and M. Those schools are coming in, balling and taking their spot on the biggest stage of college basketball. And I'm happy for every last one of them. Because when have you ever said Loyola, Chicago? (laughs) (laughs) When have you ever put gone to Vegas and put twenty dollars on Loyola, Chicago? Never. I mean, (laughs) and and let's let's not forget the HBCU. Georgetown is gone. Georgetown is gone. Oh my goodness, my. So, but I mean. I was I was proud of North Fork State. They got in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They yeah. lost against Gonzaga, but a HBCU that's normally not on the Mac from the SWAC, they don't yeah. usually get in. They got in. They won their first game to get in the tournament. They lost to Gonzaga, but way to represent F, you know HBCUs now. I mean, now that they they kind of got their platform and they're out there on the map. They're showing it also in basketball. Cleveland State was out there playing. I mean, you're seeing these small schools that we've never ever heard of mm-hmm. that all these kids are playing really really good hoop. And like I said, they're shining on the biggest stage. I mean, the biggest stage of everybody, win, lose, or shine, to be there to represent. Because, again, NCAA, we're talking about money. Let's talk yeah, about money. Because yeah. every, every, every every school gets money when, they, when they're when they in the tournament. Yeah. Everybody gets money. Everybody. Now, the further you advance, you get more money. Right. Chicago Chicago is now in the Sweet 16. Man, they probably just bumped their budget. Their budget just probably got bumped Crazy. to a million dollars now. Crazy. A right. small school um, just made a million dollars for athletic program. Just a just a yeah. domino effect, right? Because again, <laughs> yeah. this, I mean, just so more more recruits, more coaches, mm. more more eyes watching. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know who's going to benefit from this? Another school, Oral Roberts, brother. Yes. Oral oh, Roberts please. is still playing. <laughs> so I'm looking at they're ranked 15th. They're playing Florida. Um, Later on, later on tonight, I believe, but mm-hmm. uh, Oral Roberts is playing, and yeah. and they're an upset. Hey, <laughs> hey man, I I love it because, like I said, those schools they they're going to get the new gyms now. They're going to get yeah. uh, uh, the new uniforms. They're going to be able to go on those recruiting trips and recruit nationally now if they want to. They 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 just set the tone for their whole university athletic program to get that big old boost that they needed to be able it. to have love all it. the things that the bigger schools has. Now, on that flip side. I'm wondering how the disappointment in those teams that are losing, like the Illinois, who's number one. How disappointed? I mean, what do you say about that program now? Like, hey, we got you to number one. Yeah, like, I got like, you to like talk Texas. Boy. Yeah, like Texas. Texas yeah. got upset too. Yeah. So we got Illinois number one that got upset. Texas got upset. Um, I think a few other. And a few, there's a few other big teams. I think West Virginia got upset too. Um, well, yeah, we and we've already talked got, Georgetown, and we've already talked yeah, about Duke yeah, yeah. gone, not, so, not even playing. So Georgia Tech got bounced out. Oof. So all those all those teams got bounced out. Now, I'm, now, where when is the microscope going to focus on them? Like, okay, well, hey, we gave you everything. You got everything under the sun, <laughs> and you're getting beat by some schools that ain't that's barely know, on the map. You know, yeah, we don't want to call them scrubs, but you know, hey, you, we didn't give you we didn't give you all the gym equipment that you wanted. <laughs> we didn't give you all the coaches and conditioning yeah. and training. You know, you, you got the leather seats in the in the locker room, yeah. not the fake stuff. Yeah, come on, right? Hey, they, they're doing it without, so and you're doing it with. And you out, you out earlier than them. I think. I hope there's some focus on on that. And let's let's go to the Tom Izzo situation with Michigan State. Yes, sir. I'm glad I'm glad Tom Boy brought that up. Get it up. Uh, 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 um, Tom Izzo. I don't. I, I I will say he's wrong in the way he handled it by grabbing the young man. I won't say he's wrong in trying to explain the young man or talking to the young man and getting him right on the court. Um, but he shouldn't have grabbed him. And the young man should have pulled away from that thing. And also, I think that conversation should have been done in the locker room and not right there on the court when you're walking in. So I fought Tom Zizzo for that because he's supposed to be the adult of the situation. Um, but I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind a coach and a player disagreeing. I really don't because that just shows both of them are passionate. 
One's trying to explain it from his lens, what the situation was, and the other one's explaining it from his lens. I, I believe the way it was handled and the way it was done, that should have been done in the locker room. Um, but see, but only thing, but, but see, the thing is about this situation, Tom Izzo's notorious for this. And he's never been reprimanded. It's time to reprimand him. You cannot handle players on front of national TV like you're physically touching them, pushing them, grabbing them, doing any of that. I don't mind the the, the, the verbal altercation. That's fine. But he's notorious for doing this. He's done this more than one time. Yeah. So I hope the NCAA or Michigan State steps in and says something to him about it, at least gives him a verbal warning, slap his wrist, do something. Because I, because at one point, somebody's not going to take that, that, them grabbing on them and doing that the right way. Yeah. One of the players is going to turn around and push him and says he's threatening. Now we're dealing with a lawsuit and it's all blown up on TV or something like that. So there needs to be something. They need to really talk about the situation and figure it out. Hopefully they can do it in-house in Michigan State. If not, hopefully the NCAA steps in and says something. Um, but like I said, again, I don't mind him disciplining the player, talking to the player, telling him what he did wrong or having a conversation with him. They should have waited until they got around that corner in that locker room. Yeah. He, in my opinion. Yeah. See, you see, I got, I got it here on the screen. And, and you know, it's it, emotions are emotions. And if you ever lace them up, then, you, you know, you know, you have those emotions. But yeah, coach, man, you know better. You're you're one of the, the giants of of the of the sport of the coaching. And, and you, you can't be grabbing on somebody's kid like that, especially uh in today's world where everyone's got a camera, everyone's watching it. And, yeah. you know, and you know what? You, coach, were in the wrong. Uh, but see, it's, so think about, I don't even think Bobby Knight ever ever grabbed someone like that. No, but Coach Knight was always throwing chairs and always uh, throwing. Yeah, yeah. But see, my, my part about Izzo, my thing about Izzo and, and now thinking about that's it. That's funny. Yeah, he, he said the same take, thing about Bobby he Knight. Yeah. He doesn't take any accountability, though. Like Izzo hasn't taken any accountability of what he what he did wrong or what he says. He even in this press conference he kind of blew it off. All we just had a disagreement and yeah. that was it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, no, that's not just a disagreement. You you had a heated argument <laughs> for one. It wasn't just a disagreement. And two, it, it came to a point where you had to put your hands on the guy and turn around. Again, I don't mind a coach coaching him, and I don't mind a player arguing. You're looking at it through two different lenses. Hash it out behind closed doors and talk about what's going on and get back on the right page. I think you reap what you sow. That's why Michigan State lost. Ooh, you know, you get yeah. you got in a situation like that. You're arguing. You're not on the same page. And that wasn't just that was the one bickering. He just happened to yell at him. Izzo was yelling at all the other players. The players were bickering amongst each other throughout the whole game. So obviously they weren't on the same page. That caused them to lose that game. But again, I think either Michigan State or NCAA needs to have a conversation with him. Yeah, and, and let him know you can't do that. Yeah. Period. And he'll he'll. He'll get away with it. Don't let's that, not that, that's, that's, that's where I was he, going. He gonna, right? It's gonna move on. That's it's gonna where, move on. Um, they're, they're not. He's not the coach that they're gonna use to make a make an example out of, right? Again, he's he's gonna get the slap on the wrist. He's gonna have to probably do a public press release or an announcement. But again, he's one of the the, the giants in the the college sports field and he's got to be better than that he's got to be better than that and, and mm-hmm. so i saw Corey wrote up that yeah coach knight actually did choke someone i kept thinking about latrell Sprewell choking out the choking out his coach carlisimio pj carlisimio something like that yeah yeah but yeah uh it's it's irregardless of yeah the heat of the moment the emotions the the tournament you know you're out there balling and anyone's sweating and things like that things aren't going your way you you just got to have more control and especially the coach has to have more control than in those and and made a point times are different you got to change with the times you can't Mm -hmm. we're just in a different era where every like you said everything's under the spotlight everything's under the camera and they're looking for a story 
times have just changed. You cannot act that way no more. You can't do that. Uh, um, and I understand you say you can't be mad at Izzo, but I think you can't hold him responsible. You can't hold him responsible. He needs to change with the times. He needs to know better. You can't put your hands on him. Mm-hmm. I think, and like I said, I, I, I encourage the disagreement and argument. I don't mind that. That's fine. That's anybody that's played at a high yeah. level of sports. Yeah. You have to be able, you, you're going to have that disagreement with your coach and be able to go at it. That's fine. But I think there's a time and a place. It can't be out there. It can't be out there in the hallway during halftime where he sees you grabbing the player and him pulling away. It just doesn't. That doesn't work that way. You got to wait till you get around that corner and that yeah, locker man. room. Close the door. You, <laughs> <laughs> chew him a new one. And you can get as loud as you in. want to, and, and just say, yeah. you know, we, we, we had a family yeah. meeting, and and then leave it leave it at that. That's 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 yeah. what. So that's code yeah, for y'all. Yeah. Every time you hear yeah. a team say, you know, we had a family we had a family meeting, yeah, a team yeah. meeting. There yeah. was some, there was some four letter words dropped, but and there yeah. was some swinging. But you know what? It all stays within the family. <laughs> that stays with that stays in house. That yeah. stays within the family. Yeah. We handle it within the family. Uh, like I said, and, and the reason why I'm I'm, I'm hard on uh, Izzo is because this isn't the first time. I think he did it a couple of tournaments ago. He got it to with somebody on the court as well. That was kind of a, kind of an altercation like that. Just got to be smarter than that as a, as a head coach. He should he should know. Basically, he should know better. He yeah. should know better. Yeah, and, and especially know, so. he's got the, he's got the good people around him, right? Cause, yeah, because yeah. like like Corey said, I mean Michigan State. I mean they are one of the season winning franchise teams, franchises, uh, programs, and all that. I almost wonder does this um, and and I'm ask you this question: Is does this bring about not ammunition, but does this bring about? Um, uh, a means for folks who are trying to get into head coaching positions uh, that don't have a, an opportunity right now to say, you know what, I wouldn't act like that. Give me the opportunity. So we're always talking about diversity within the head mm-hmm. coaching positions, right? Does this give someone who's sitting out there on the sidelines who's trying to get maybe that Michigan State position and to, to roll up to the to the AD, the athletic director, and say, you know what, I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna come at I'm gonna come at the, the, the athletes with X's and O's and, and strategy. I'm not gonna lay my hands on somebody, you know. So I, I wonder, can someone use this to, to backfire against Ooh. Coach Izzo? You know what I mean? That's that's no. I don't think they can use it again. Not against him, Izzo. Mm. You can use it as an example. Say I wouldn't act that way if you're trying to get a job. But his 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 resume is so strong. True. You yeah. know, as far and his and he's been winning so much. And again, he's brought so much money to the university. Yeah. Hey, he gets a pass when it comes to some of those kind of kind of things. But I do believe that his situation is an example which you don't act like a light coach. I wouldn't act like that if I was in that same similar situation. I, I always believe incidents like that is always a teachable moment. This is just a teachable moment. Like, hey, you can't act that way. You can't do that when you're in, especially in a high profile situation like this tournament. We don't want our coaches staff to be reflected that way or acting that way towards our players. Get them around that corner, get them in that locker room, and then you guys discuss whatever you have to discuss. You know, that. That, that's, I think that's the way the situation should have been handled. It's some mishaps, man. And Coach Isles is a great coach, man. I mean, he's, he's in the tournament damn near every year. I mean, he's been there so long. It is what it is. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. I just don't like the way it was handled and the way it was portrayed in the media. And I think they'll clean it on up. But I do think he needs to issue an apology saying, I can't, I, I can't act that way anymore. You know, and a little bit of accountability on a university level as well. I got you. I got you. Let me let me go ahead and just let's get focused right quick. I want to put the screen on myself just for a minute. I need to give a mm-hmm. shout out to my boy Sammy Cool. 
I am rocking his swag today uh, for Team No Sleep. So, Sammy, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you for what you do. Press and So is the uh, name of the organization, Black-Owned Business, uh, based out of the East Coast that put this together. So, shouts out to Press and So, and shouts out to my man, Sammy Cool, rocking the superstar gear today. So, boom. There, there's my Absolutely. commercial for the day. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, got to show them love, man. Got to, got to show, show some love. love. So got to show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let, let's stay on basketball. Let, let's let's go on up to the big fellas. Let's let's go right. on up to the folks that are, that are legitimately getting paid for, for playing. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh oh, uh, brother LeBron James. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Le, I mean, big blow. game break. Big you blow. know, all my blow. my Apple watches was blowing up. My phone was blowing up. LeBron James takes a takes a fall and is out yeah. indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, he has a high a high ankle sprain. As they're describing it right now, mm-hmm. um, I believe he'll be out. You know, indefinitely for the NBA is three 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 or four weeks for them to heal. Yeah, all the Lakers is trying to do is get to the playoffs. Get Anthony Davis healthy get LeBron there and get to the playoffs and they can work their magic. It doesn't matter if they're the one seed or the eight seed, you know, at this point with COVID, with no fans there really doesn't make that big of a difference, right? It's all in the quiet room traveling, just playing. That's true. So I don't think you have that, that six man to be in that situation. I believe it's a blow for them now to figure out where they're going to see that and kind of where they're And and now it's going to mess up their chemistry going into the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. Because now you got two players that are hurt big time. I mean, we could also go look at Steph. Steph's hurt. Mm-hmm. The Warriors is butting on that eighth spot, and Steph, you know, falls down and hits his his his, um, his butt on the 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 crack of a stairs. Yeah, where he bruises, he bruises, he bruises his his, his, his I don't know, I forgot the right term, but he bruised himself on his on his backside. Yeah, and now he's out for four weeks. You know, four weeks dealing with that. So I think right now, this last stretch in the NBA, the the jogging for for seating. Um, obviously with LeBron not being there, it won't be the Lakers in there. They'll just be playing to kind of hang on. I think with the Warriors, if Curry doesn't come back no time soon, I think they're out of the playoffs. They'll yeah. be out of it. And, yeah. and then – but the the Lakers are in a better position because if Anthony Davis comes back and they, him get back, they got at least one series to figure out their timing and still win. Yeah. And, you know, depending on who they play, they should be they should be A-OK. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking so too. But, you know, as again, it's just there's always everything LeBron does, there's always news around it. There's, there's always press. There's mm-hmm. always speculation, pros, cons, or whatever. Yeah. I, I really think that the Lakers need to step up, though, and, and, and just find the next person, the next man up. Look, AD really, in my, in my opinion, is their guy. AD needs to be the man that's out there. Running the point, yeah. I, mean, I know he's not. A, I know he's not a guard, but he, he needs to be out there running the point. He needs to be calling the plays. He needs to be the person out there leading the team yeah. into the next generations into the into the next. The office needs to go through AD. Yeah, I hear you. The every office every needs single to go time. Through AD. Yeah. But I do believe now. I mean, the the question that opens up for me now is: Do the Lakers now make a trade? Now that LeBron's gone, or LeBron's down for a while, and AD's not not one hundred percent now. Is now the time for them to make that trade to get that third piece? They were they've been looking kind of all year to kind of get. Do they package up something and try to go get somebody to bring them one in to kind of carry them over the hump? Uh, I, I'm not sure what the Lakers plan on doing, but I, if there's any time to do it, it would be now. It would be now to be able to do it, grab that person and bring them on. I know they've been they've been trying to package Kuzman and Mark Gasol and 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 Pope Caldwell to kind of bring somebody on. Mm-hmm. This is going to be their opportunity to kind of do it. Uh, and this is Kuz. If Kuz, you're right, Cool Kuz, Kuz doesn't show up and show he can be that leader, 
He needs to. I was look. I was. I was a big fan of his last season, and I think Kuzma needs to come, needs to come in and, and stop talking and yeah. actually start and more start play, playing and more, and more playing and more playing. Yeah. But again, are we asking too much for Kuzma to be able to take on the people like the Clippers and all them and be able to? I mean, is he ready to be able to be that superstar when he's playing the Clippers and Utahs and the Portlands? I don't know if he's that dude right now. So it, it, the, mm. the, I'm saying if the Lakers plan on staying afloat where they're in now. You better make a trade. If they don't and they're okay with them jogging on the playoff spot and falling maybe down to six or seven, then keep everything keep everything the way it is and then make everything go. And I agree with you. Ingram was the better player. They traded the wrong person. They should have got rid of Kuz and kept Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Who was, I'm trying to find who, who was my, my guy. So, so, so I'm, I'm looking at – I know we got uh, – no, it was Caruso. It was Alex Caruso. He I was surprised by his ability to go out there and actually uh, – Tough it up a little bit, right? Take take some shots, yeah. take some blows, and, yeah. and drive and drive to the paint. So him, him uh, Marcus, all look. I know he's been around for a little while, but come on, Mark, you uh, we, we paying you two point five million dollars, brother. We, I'm gonna say they are, but you know he's getting two point <laughs> well, five million dollars. He needs to he I, needs I think, to get up in there and get in the mix a little more. I mean, my opinion, in my opinion only, and I'm not, a, and I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not, and I'll put that on record. Anybody, I'm not a Laker fan <laughs> me, at all. Me, me either. I'm, I'm but, just, uh, I'm but, just bringing but, out the controversy. But, but, the, the Lakers miss Rondo right now, mm. and, and the reason I and I'll tell anybody the reason why they did what they did in the in the championship last year or that playoff run last year was because playoff Rondo showed up. When he showed up, he was able to hit the open three. Ooh. He automatically he's always played great defense and he's a great facilitator. Yeah, Schroeder's a better scorer, but he's not a better facilitator than Rondo. So they miss Rondo already. Um, so with Rondo being now Rondo not being there, being in Atlanta now. You have Dwight Howard, who's that backup guy that was an energy guy. Him and DeVell McGee, who are both energy guys coming off the bench and center. They're there. And you got Mark, Mark uh, Harrell, who's doing a really great job. I think it's going to be up to, like, Morrison to come off the bench to be able to step up and score some more points for him. Schroeder's going to have to take a more active role in scoring. Kuzma's going to have to be the leader of the team right now. Fair or unfair, he's the leader of the team. Martell's got to be able to come off the bench as well to get some more points for him. And then Carlos Pope is going to have to be consistent. He can score on anybody. He just got to be consistent. If they can get that all those pieces of gel together, they'll be fine. But I don't think the Lakers are going to be patient enough to wait for them to get it together. I think they're going to say, you know what? If y'all don't get it together the next couple of games, we're going to have to package something up and get y'all out of here. Get so we want to make some moves. Yeah, because they've been, they've already been they've, they've already said they wanted Bradley Bill. You know, I'm, since I'm living in Southern California, they want yeah. Bradley Bill there. They want they want that third piece of the puzzle. Uh, Demarcus Rosen, uh, Demar mm-hmm. Rosen from San Antonio, he wants to be traded. I, Lakers would be an ideal fit for him right now if they can match, match the numbers making a trade. LaMarcus Aldridge's contract is about to be bad. Man, they go get a big man and get Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge to come over there to take up some of the slack. I mean, if this would have happened two weeks ago, believe me, Brent, uh, uh, Griffin, Griffin would have landed in L.A. Uh, Blake Griffin would have landed in L.A. Yeah. But since it happened now, and Blake Griffin is in, is in, is in Brooklyn, yeah. now they got to scramble to figure out that next person, person to bring on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll bring back JaVale McGee. Nah. <laughs> it's just yeah. jokes. I mean, you know, no, 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 dis- no, right, yeah, no disrespect. <laughs> Every time I think about Javel, I think about how Shaq used to used to just give my hard fool, time. Yeah. Shaq and the fool, that the fool. <laughs> and at, at Tallboy coming with two point five is league minimum. No, brother, I'm seeing some other players that's making around one point six, one point seven, uh, one point five. Look, brother, if you want to come on the show, I, I will send you the link <laughs> so you can be a, a guest uh, contributor. To the to the day's festivities, you said you were only here for a minute. You you've been here for the for like what the, what the past thirty one minutes, brother. You know, come on, hey, come so on, let, line. Let's talk. Let, let's let's shift to the new league. 
the 16 to 18 year old league. Man, this is coming on. Yeah, this is this is, this is going to be a game changer. Yeah, this is this is this is reality, and this is really going to happen. This right here will be, I think, the game changer from high school basketball going into going into the next level at the NFL. And let's thank Lamelo. Um, for this, yeah. So, um, so let, let, he, let's let's set precedence yeah. before we get into it, and then I'll let you get into it because I know again this 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 touches a lot of positive vibes. Uh, yeah. Overtime sports media company called Overtime is starting a basketball league for sixteen to eighteen year olds, and is going to pay at least a hundred thousand dollars a year for these for these yeah. young players to bring their talents <laughs> to the overtime league, and you know this. I see more positive than I see negative out of, out of this, to be honest with you. And, and I, and I shout out to Mello shouts out to everyone that's involved from behind the scenes. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days. And, and, and again, just trying to be the devil's advocate and find out, you know, where there may be some negativity into this, you know, does, does this mean that a lot of these youngsters aren't going to go the traditional school route and going to focus on maybe going towards this, but you know, right, right now, this is, this is um, checking all the boxes for me in terms of providing opportunity for, for some of these young athletes. Talk to yeah, yeah. The, the only thing you lose here is your, your amateur status. That's it. LaMelo has shown, and I say shout out to LaMelo because LaMelo, LaMelo has showed the way that you don't have to go to traditional four-year college in order to make it to the NBA. He did his thing. He played, he went over, he went over to overseas, did his thing balled out and now he's in the lead and now he's one of the top he will be rookie of the years here no doubt the way he keeps playing he's gonna be rookie of the year he showed that there's a different mechanism a different direction you can go to make it to lead mm-hmm. this right here is saying instead of kids having to go overseas and play let's keep that talented 16 to 18 year olds here in the u.s and let them play in the league here and we'll pay them you know they're just due a hundred thousand dollars a year to go man that a kid that's a sophomore that's gonna make a hundred thousand dollars a year. His sophomore and junior year from sixteen, he's gonna make a hundred thousand his junior year and a hundred thousand his senior to make two hundred thousand dollars to play basketball. Something he was gonna do already, mm-hmm. and something he was already looking to go to the league. Or if he's not good enough to go to the NBA, he's gonna go play overseas at that point and make more money and you and utilize his talent. I don't really see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the college education is very important, but these are talking about the elite guys, the guys that yeah. were gonna be one and done and leaving leaving early anyway. Um, from getting their degree, and this provides an opportunity they can always go back and get their degree. Yeah. Um. I. I. I and I, I believe longevity is fine, but I mean, I don't know if it's a bad. I don't think it's a bad move. I don't. I, I think it's it's up to each individual parent and family to discuss what's best for them. And this is a valuable option. Yeah. This is not a bad option. This is a valuable option to have instead of not having any options at all except to go to a four year university and still be in debt for the next couple of years and maybe get your degree or not and leave out go to the NBA. I, so I'm 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 okay with the I'm okay with this lead starting. Me, me too, man. And look, I'm I'm all about higher education. I'm all about you know doing doing those kinds of things, continue on, and always being a, an active learner. But you know, again, when you start looking at family situations, individual situations, and folks again who are out there balling and 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 have this innate skill, have this innate talent, and and you know their their drive, their motivation motivation is taking care of their family. Mm-hmm. Now here's an avenue. Now here's a venue. Now here's an organization that says, you know what? You come out, you play with us. We're going to give you six figures out the, out yep. the gate minimum, right? To come out and play. Now that doesn't mean you have to continue to do that long term. I mean, obviously have a fallback plan, go back, get that degree, go get that piece of paper. But this is, I think this is, again, I, I couldn't find as many negatives as I could positives about this. Yeah. There's always going to be something, but I, I think this is a, a valid, 
alternative to those kids who, again, who are saying, I'm not the college type. And some aren't. Right. Some some no, folks aren't the college yeah. type. Some would rather go to a trade school. Some would rather uh, go straight to into the workforce or whatever the case may be. But a lot of these kids, this this, this small percentage of them who are at the elite level from a sports perspective and now have an yeah. opportunity to go out there and make some some decent money playing. I, I, I'm going to make it perfectly. I'll be I'm going to be real. If it, when you graduate from college at the age of 22, 21, 22, 23, how many people come out with six figures? A job, yeah. On your new, your first job, maybe maybe owing six figures in, in student loans. <laughs> yeah, well, but I'm but I'm saying, yeah. Typically, yeah. typically you will make you'll make a little bit of money. Right. You'll make a little bit of money. You make you, you let, I, the, the top I've ever seen was six figures, but that was for engineering. Most basketball players, I don't think, are engineers. They're not they're not going that route. Mm-hmm. But most of the engineers that would come out and maybe make six figures. But the typical person that graduates from college, unless you're going maybe to an Ivy League, you're gonna make maybe sixty thousand dollars a year coming out, and that's being fair. I think it might be even less. It might be forty thousand, mm-hmm. but at least sixty thousand dollars a year. These gentlemen, these gentlemen will be making at least two hundred thousand dollars as a minor at sixteen and seventeen, eighteen, right? Or maybe yeah. they could possibly do it for three years. They can make three hundred thousand dollars. With that being said, that changes a family's wealth, bar none. Mm-hmm. You know, my sixteen-year-old bringing you know Day three one. years is going to be three hundred thousand. We're no longer living here in the projects. We got a chance to move out. We're not. We're not living in the mansion, but we live in. We live in nice middle class. Yeah. He's doing something he was already going to do, you know. And if he if he develops the way he's going to do, he's going to have opportunity in the, in the NBA. And if he doesn't develop in the NBA, he's going overseas, which he was going to do anyway. Right. Exactly. exactly. So this kind of just negates that process of, of pondering college. That's it. It just negates the process of pondering college. I think it's now says, "Hey, I'm a 16 year old person. Where I'm eligible to get a job." Now it's time for me to go get paid and live. And let's let's be let's be honest. If it's that guy that's a really good player, he's going to get sponsorships. Yeah. He's going to get endorsement yeah. deals. He's going to do all those things. They're going to try to sign him early. He's going to get an agent that's going to be able to help him do the things he needs to do. I think it's a okay. It's a it's a pretty good. It's a pretty. That's a pretty good. It's a damn good opportunity mm-hmm. for them to be able to go. Now I hope they have some curriculum to say within there. If you're 16 years old and you're going to make this team, that you still have to be in school. At least get your high school diploma. Yeah. You know, whether it be there, they got tutors on the road or whatever they want to do, but make sure they're still attending some type of school format where they can graduate their high school diploma. So when they decide whether they're going to the league, whether they decide they're going overseas to go play, they have that diploma to kind of back up if they decide to go to college in the, yeah. in the later time. Yeah, a lot of those specifics haven't been released to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked a little bit about, you know, the financials for overtime elite league are in place and sound. Haven't released mm-hmm. a lot of those, but uh, this the story is saying it will start in September with thirty players and will be based in a single location. Again, that single location hasn't been uh, released, but we'll see what happens. Right again, yeah. it, 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 it's opportunity. Uh, I think it's the it's I think it's a, a valid opportunity for some of these young players. Uh, mm-hmm. After September, then we start. Then we'll start breaking it down and having a conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where, where yeah. are, where are the other sports? Where are the, where are the opportunities for, for the women? Where, you know, are, are you taking care of the players and the? Co- so we'll start having all yeah. those other conversations mm-hmm, later. But mm-hmm. no, let, let's let's yeah. let's not uh, let's not throw uh, water on the fire of, of this this positive move right here. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I think I think it's great though. I like I like it a lot though. I like that look. Let's see here. Look at Zion. If he could have joined the league, he would have had money. He would have made that money in one year, but not have gotten the money doing one year in college and and coming out getting endorsements and rookie minimum. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, that's a true point. That's yeah. a valid point. He just, yeah, he done went straight. He done went straight from that league to the yeah. NBA. Made three hundred thousand dollars. Paris would have been living okay, better situation already. Yeah. Went straight to the league, got everything going, and probably would have had his endorsement deal a lot earlier. Done. You know, right. that's that, that, <laughs> that's just the reality of. It. I mean, the the those people that started that lead are actually ingenious because them putting that situation on on the forefront is going to open up those doors for that for that endorsement deal to come faster change their situation and let's be honest they're going to make money off of it yeah. you have the top high school player 30 high school players in the nation playing in your league supposedly in your league playing hey. they've are they're already getting money under the table let's we're gonna we're gonna be yeah. all the way transparent a lot of those people are already getting that. money under yeah. the table those small those, those 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 aau teams they get sponsorship by nikes those guys get hired by nikes and uh and i wouldn't say just nike by adidas and all and yeah. under armor and all them guys hire these guys to represent their product for these young men mm-hmm. to wear their gear. Mm-hmm. Now it's just gonna be on a professional level. They just making it legit, man. They just flipping the page to make it legit all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm I'm all I'm all I'm happy for them. It's, it's a good deal. It's it's like moonshine, right? Make actually making <laughs> making making that liquor making that liquor yeah, actually on, on the yeah. up and up, right? <laughs> yeah, now they're gonna put it in a real bottle and put a label on top of it and sell it in the store. That's all that's all they're gonna do. So it's good. I love it. And and I, I love it. And and we appreciate you, brother. We we see you coming with, with with the controversy and we love this is what we talk about, the social impact of sports. So uh uh if if you were able to come on screen and, and talk a little bit more, we would appreciate you too. You don't agree with this league, but that's all right. Right. That, that's uh we, everyone has their opinion, but and I know you have a different perspective because again, you were you were part of the leagues, right? And and you were actually in that whole world. So we would love to maybe have this conversation with you as well at, at, at a future date. Um, and especially when we, we can have, cause we were going to have a, a guest on today and talk a little bit about, 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 about the role of the person. I, we won't necessarily say the yeah, fact yeah. that we had to reschedule, yeah. but I'll shout, I'll shout him out. Yeah. My, my man, Dante Lee, he's a, he's, he's a former football player at Sacramento state university. He played football there, got his journalism degree. And now he's a writer for the big 10. He's a freelance writer for the big 10. So, he covers all sports in depth in the Big Ten. Uh, big guy, big. He follows Ohio State very strong. He was going to give us some perspective of what's going on in the Big Ten with everything that's going on. Unfortunately, he had he had some uh, a ill situation, a COVID situation in his family, so he couldn't join today. But he'll join in the, in the future. But his background, he just wanted to share his perspective from a writer standpoint, how the student athletes are being treated in the Big Ten, what's going on in there, and give us some more give us some more light, some more in depth light than what's going on in college sports mm-hmm. overall because he follows everything. Yeah, which 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 be a great perspective for us to have. Love it, love it. All right, now now we we may get this man to join on camera. Now he's asking me for the link. He wasn't very clear in his comment earlier. I'm like <laughs> same link that I give you every week for 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 our show. <laughs> Tall boy ready to join? Are you yeah, ready so, to get so, down? So he, he ready. He ready to get on screen and do some things. I see my boy Sammy watching. Boy, you saw me rocking your shirt, so I appreciate you too, sir. Uh, I tell you what, let's let's hold on going to one of the next main stories until mm-hmm. Tallboy comes on. But what what do you have? I, I, I want to end this the show with that 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 one particular image that, that you sent me. So so yeah. I want to I end on on that note. So I don't want to talk about that just yet. Talk, okay. What what else have you got going on? Uh again from the world of sports, from the world of uh coaching, from the world of uh just 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 training, think things that you're doing yeah. from from your your perspective in your organization. Yeah, yeah. Now, right now, it's high because high school football is back in California for this this shortened season. Mm-hmm. So everything is, is is all the momentum and everything is focused on there. Uh, I think uh, it's a great mechanism for the class of 2021 to be able to get some film out there, be able to start to build a relationship with coaches 
and do all those good things. I'm sorry, class of 2022. Class of 2021, this is, these are seniors that are trying to get the last-minute film, play with their friends, have one last season, which is great. Um, and I think as soon as the season's over in April, it's now time for us to shift probably back to training, getting ready for the guys that are going to college, the guys that are going ready to go to junior college, and getting the class of 2022 ready for their actual season. Um, I'm looking forward to now summer camps will be coming back. So now there'll be, you know, the USC camps will be here, the UCLA camps will be here, and so on and so on. So I'm looking forward to that to kind of get these kids back out there and get back to the normalcy, what happens during the summer, and helping them build relationship with coaches and doing those kind of good things. And me, I'm me personally, my organization, I'm looking to back to start to have those kind of those candid conversations with coaches and student athletes, so we can kind of mend that gap, so they can discuss and talk. Love it, love it. All right, man. I'm not, see, I'm not going. He he's dialed in, but all I see is a seatbelt and his neck. Uh, <laughs> now before I bring on the roll, man. Yeah, you know, before, on the roll, yeah. Before I bring this man on camera, I, I'm, I'm gonna need him to at least get get it together here. Hold, hold on, but let, let, let's uh-huh. let's go ahead and do this. Let's. Boy, the floor's that, yours, man. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's odd? And please be careful with you while you're driving. Good lord. What what's, kind of? Well, what do you have me on? Like a little bubble. I got you. I yeah. got you in the bubble, guy, dog. Talk to us, brother. What, what, what's going on? You, you chiming in? You, you leaving all these comments? Hopefully not. While you driving tonight, he don't know what he's doing. He's turning his camera side. No, I, I'm not driving. This hit the spot is driving. Shout, so, shouts out there. Hit the spot, guy, dog. Nah. Turn your camera the other way, though. Turn your camera. Nah. Okay. There you go. Nah, here I am. What there you? you go. How about that? Yeah, now, just now don't, don't mess with her because she's driving. Now, now, why is it that you're looking at me? Okay, there. You should have me. There you go. Yes. Yeah, please. yeah, we got you. Now, we can't, now, we can't interrupt with the, the driving because she want to play her uh, jagged edge. I promise now. <laughs> so, you can't be messing with her while, while she's she doing all the driving. I heard that. All right, so I got to figure out why I can't see myself. There we go. There all you right, go. So, Tell us your perspective, because because we we were going back and forth. You were chiming in. Appreciate you for bringing some perspective. But you seem so specifically about this overtime league. You you have some different perceptions and perspectives on that. So talk to us, brother. Okay, so you got to think. When I graduated in two thousand one, the NBA D League, which is now the D G League, just started. And so when it first started, they were saying, "Hey, this is players to get noticed." to be able to play locally and, you know, get pulled up. Now, the D-League or G-League has been going on for 20-plus years now, right? Mm-hmm. How many players have actually been called up from that league? There was really no money in that league, but it was the opportunity to get seen as an athlete and, to, you know, get that call up. Now, you get a few, one or two players, you know, one that one token player that gets called up or they send that guy that got drafted you know, down to, you know, get a little bit more development. But, I mean, if this league has been going on for 20-plus years and this is the NBA, mm. right, you're saying, okay, you're making $100,000. Okay, who are the financiers behind this? Are they really going to be able to keep that money coming in? I mean, it's not like it's LeBron James saying, I'm investing and I'm going to make sure that ESPN gets that contract of that TV money, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, I think that the overseas market has always been uh, something that's been stable. Um, me playing overseas uh, for multiple years, you know, you know that that money is good. And as long as you go to the right team or you got the 
the, the right organization behind you because, I mean, there's always those people that always tell you come back tomorrow for your money when they owe you on the first. <laughs> and it'd be like the 15th. It'd be the 15th when you finally, you know, get frustrated that I'm not playing until I get my money. But, yeah. I mean, I think the overseas market, like what Melo did going to uh, Lithuania, um, getting the opportunity to play first, you're playing in a league that's, I mean, excuse me, in a gym or an arena that's packed. You get a chance to get real game experience. You get a chance to see what it's like to have crazy fans. Uh, whereas, like you said, you get these kids that, okay, you're telling them that they're getting $100,000, and yet you get the top high school players. But, I mean, honestly, will they really get that money? I mean, and remember, it's only going to be for the top 10 or maybe the top 50 players that are those 100 players. You'd be better off just going to school or going overseas. And I think you had a couple guys that, that did the overseas route, made some good money overseas, whether it was the China Basketball League, uh, somewhere in the Euro League. They did their one or two years. You're playing against that international talent. Mm. And, you, and, and you're getting a tough and, – and, and it's good competition. So, I mean, look at when you look at the NBA uh, All-Star game, I mean – how many of those guys were from overseas? So, I mean, the league is getting draft. I mean, they're drafting players from overseas. Right. No, so, I mean, I get, I, get, I get what you're saying about them giving you $100,000. But remember, this, this this organization or this company has only been – I mean, this is a startup. And we all know about startups. True, uh, true. Let's be honest about startups. <laughs> yeah, They talk a good game in the beginning, but yeah. you know a startup don't always fall through with what they say they're going to do. That yeah. sounds yeah. good, but yeah. until you see Fox Sports or ESPN or TNT jump on it with some guaranteed TV money, <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, no, just, no, just, now you're telling the truth. Yeah, now, you, now you're telling the truth. Oh, and you, you, and, you're right. Yeah, and the main reason that I saw this because look, I I spent all my Monday through Friday TV watching on CNBC, <laughs> so I, I saw this on CNBC on the financial network and all that. And so let me let me bring up this part of of that story, right? So it says overtime's revenue comes from two sources. One is indirectly aligning with brands by integrating them into its content and making money off of video ads. So, so that speaks to us, the three of us, really, you know, understanding that content creation, mm-hmm. video ads, get, getting revenue from that. So that's that's one reason, one way. The other is direct revenue via e-commerce, where they say makes millions of dollars from apparel, and millions of dollars is in quotes. So, to your point, tall boy, yeah, are these kids going to get some of that cut of this jersey money of? You know the money, the money from the shoes, the money from the, the, the jerseys, the hats, and and, and all of that you type of stuff. Things, and not to cut you off, but think about it: how many people are going to come to these games? You already have mm-hmm. the G League, I, yep. and when I played in the USBL, the ABA, the WBA, the, the D League, I mean, you you remember you're going to some of these small towns that you know there's nothing to do in these Roanoke, Virginias. There's nothing to do in the mm-hmm. Norfolk. Uh, uh, wherever Norfolk State, whatever that city is in, I mean, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, yeah. I'm sorry, um, or you're going to a Dodge City, Kansas, yes, you know, there's probably 5,000 people that live in the city, but are they all coming to a basketball game? Are they all going to put that $10, $20 down for each person to come to that game? I mean, it's not like it's a Zion or a LeBron or a Steph. I mean, these are the top high school players, but they don't have a name. 
Now, LaMelo has a name, so people will come out for LaMelo. But will they mm-hmm. come out for who's the number one recruited high school player this year? I mean, uh, I know Mike, Mikey Williams. Yeah, yeah, I know what about. Do they have the buzz? Do they have the buzz to bring to bring out fans gotcha. like Lamelo? No. Because of the because of social media, he is a phenom already. Mm-hmm. When you hear Lamelo Ball, it's like okay, you know about him. You and, and as crazy as you want to talk about him, like Michael Jordan said, he's already he's already over delivered on what we he's already exceeded mm-hmm. our expectations. Shall we say? Mm-hmm. But can you say that about the number one or the number two draft pick? They don't even no. have the buzz. Like like LeVar Ball <laughs> said, my, my kid, my kids puts butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. What does this other kid do? What does that other kid do? No, people yeah. want to see LaMelo. They don't yeah. care about yeah. Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman. They yeah. don't have I mean, and unfortunately these kids, they don't understand about the brand. So I mean, you go find ten more Lamellos, then yeah, you got something. But right now, there's only one Lamelo. So, I mean, yeah. you got to have a LeVar Ball out here, you know, as much as people don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I was going to say, as much as we was tired of, of Ball talking all the time, as much as we were talking about him, t- tired of talking about that big ball of brand, he, he showed it do he showed it did all right he with the market. He branded his kids. Yeah, he he did. branded all three of his kids. Yeah, and unfortunately, did. the second one just did not do, I mean, he really messed up when that incident happened over in, in China. In China, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and had the daddy not pulled him out of UCLA, he would have been all right. If he would have just took the discipline. Preach. That he, if he would have just took the discipline, but he got blackballed. Yeah. That's the unfortunate part about it. He got blackballed. No different from this young young lady that made this announcement at the NCAA. She's going to get blackballed. She, I mean, she will. They're going to – it will affect her unless – Unless she changes or she graduates from college and she does not deal with basketball at all, wow. She's not, she, she, she's not I mean, because remember, every basketball is so huge, but it's a real small community on who cut mm-hmm. those checks. So you don't think that those NCAA people say, "Well, if she did this to us," will make you think she's not going to do that to, to you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you may. You may you make some good points, I believe. Talk about that, that, that's right. I mean, let, let me talk back about, about the, the the league, the, the the league. Do you think that'll be beneficial for anyone, though, taking that league? Because I believe yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The top two, the top five. So I mean, okay. remember, look, look, Lebar Ball started the JBA, and he said, "I started yeah. that whole league for my son and my son only." How many other people can I? It was some talent in the JBA, but mm-hmm. I mean, ooh, how many other people did we hear that came out of the JBA? Nobody. So it's only going to be one or two highlights, just like the D-League. When the D-League first started, it was like, this is the place to be. Like, if you don't make it to the NBA, you can play here. Whereas opposed to you going overseas, go build that name, you know, and then you come back. But, I mean, unfortunately, we're 20-plus years in. How many players can you say? They got a guy that's a lifer. He's been yeah. in the in, in the in the – G League for eight, nine years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, $35,000, $40,000 is not a lot of money, but doing something that you love, I mean, $40,000 is not a lot of money. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but, but it's know, cool. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it's yeah, cool. Yeah. Now, they, now yeah. when I played, they had three different tiers. They had the $15,000, the $25,000, 
and then I think it was uh, forty thousand, mm. or maybe thirty-five thousand, or something like that. So it was like you're either an A, B, or C player, if mm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was a C because I was fresh out of college. I had you know no years of service, and you know I was saying two point five uh, was the league minimum uh, for a uh, Mark Gasol because he's got the ten years, uh, mm. ten year, ten plus years of service. So that's his league minimum. Gotcha. So you guys are jumping on. Jumping on Mark Gasol saying he needs to step up. I mean, he's got the league minimum. I mean, what, mm-hmm. you're not paying him big bucks to come out there and make a name for himself. I mean, I mean, the mm-hmm. win for y'all, y'all, y'all gave him, y'all made him a service player. I mean, mm-hmm. here get a couple rebounds, defend, and shoot that three ball. But you didn't say I need you to come out here and win games for two point five million. Yeah. So it all comes so, down uh, to the money. It yeah. all comes See, down it's to funny, it's funny because you, you gave you gave you gave us a whole different perspective. Yeah. and I'm glad you did because. I can only look at it from the surface because I've not I've never been in that circle, and especially the background. Yeah. So that's an interesting perspective that you give about. You're right. It may be advantageous for you just to stay in school, and and, and and pursue it after that. Because I like the point you bring. It's a it's a startup, and we know startups. Hey, if you don't make it first the past six months, yeah, you close down, right? And with them yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah now that money's going, yeah, now, yeah, because if you do exactly. Yeah, you forfeit. You do. You give up all your amateur status at that point. So if you're a 16 year old, you decide to play, and it, and it closes in six months, you can't go to college no more. Your only opportunity is to possibly go overseas if you're good enough to make it there. That means you got to take on the agent. You probably got debt at that point because you got to pay your agent and do all that stuff because he's going to pay for you to go travel to go to go try out and do all those other things. Being a high school guy, so you're right. It's something that a parent really has to really weigh the options if this is a real deal. You really have to weigh your options and make sure it's the right scenario for you. Yeah, most parents most parents don't know because they've never been down that road. It's like, I mean, if you didn't play college sports and you've already been down this road, you wouldn't know, shall we say, mm-hmm. how this mm-hmm. works, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But for somebody yeah. like me who's been down that road, you know, I, I know, like, all right, well, don't go this route, go this route. Well, here's your pros and cons on both sides of it. Just like you said, y'all were gung-ho about this league until I jumped on and gave you a different take, you know, and said, hey, well, hold on, let's just think about that. Well, and, and that's that's the reason behind the discussion. Yeah. yeah, we definitely want to yeah. have that discussion. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but like I said, you going overseas, I mean, you got to think about it. It's already a built-in fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the league already has the money because they've been doing it for – umpteen years because this yep. you know, I mean people have been playing ball since the sixties and the seventies overseas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean you're playing in front of a huge yeah. crowd. So now that, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, so it's like some of those crowds are like those soccer crowds where if you mm-hmm. lose player might get shot or killed. Oh, you know, uh, like I, I remember man, I, was, when I played in Uruguay and they would have full riot gear. Wow. You know, and it was like man, they got military gear on, they got bazookas hey. outside, they got man. You know, Talk. machine assault rifles. Yeah, they, they had all hey, of that hey. over in Uruguay. Not not to interrupt you, Tom, but I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago. Remember that big fight in China? They had a big fight on the court. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was in China. I was in China then. I was actually supposed to go to that game. Wow. We couldn't get to the game wow. because they, they got into a fight. The players got into a fight on the thing. It was an American player and a, and, a, and, a, and a Chinese player got into a fight on the court. So you're right about passion. And about the crowds, I mean, the crowd was like, I think they said like 60,000 in a basketball game. Mm-hmm. They don't even make that pack that in the, in the U.S. So mm-hmm. so I, I think the point that you made that now that they hit a, that struck a nerve with me is 
the longevity they have, the history they have over there, and they, they have the reputation they know they will play. Pay. Even from Australia to Italy to Lithuania to China, they will pay. This new starter league, now that I think about it even more so, even though the payroll's only $3 million, there's a lot more expenses going into maybe more like, like $5 because if you're trying to do everything you're supposed to do right, do they really have the $5 million to back and is that the $5 million to make sure there's a longevity for at least three years for the first 16-year-old that signs? Mm. Because if it's not three years and you don't and you can't pay that guy for three years, he just lost all the opportunity in the world for himself to get to that lead in the NBA and develop by going to college and everything. So that struck, that that part really struck a nerve with me. I do believe it, that league does have some advantages for some people, but for some, it's not an advantage if there is going to be an opportunity. If it's not going to last for three years, it's not a good opportunity at all. Point blank. You're going to pigeonhole these kids, and they're yes. going to be blackballed. I see it now. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying the word, the correct word, but I'm saying blackball because you're going to basically you're basically hurting all these top tier talent kids that chose not to go to college. Look at Ben Simmons. You know, he comes in from Australia. He goes to LSU. He tells you straight up, "I'm not going to school. I'm not going to class. I'm just here to play ball." And as soon as this semester is over with, that's it. I'm declaring myself for the NBA draft, and that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could, let's just say he doesn't go to LSU. He goes to play in this league. Okay? He's that phenomenal of a talent. But nobody would have known who he was because, one, it's LSU. It's guaranteed ESPN, guaranteed, you know, college basketball. Yeah. You're getting exposure. Are you going to get that same exposure? Mm. Maybe, maybe not, you know, with uh, with this new league. I mean, yeah, yeah. does JBA get any exposure? Does the D-League get any exposure? I mean, I'm just talking, does the USBL or the ABA get any exposure? There's some real serious talent up in there. Yeah. Ronnie Fields, who was Kevin Garnett's teammate, I, he was one of my teammates my rookie year. I mean, Ronnie Fields is one of the best Chicago basketball players. Like, he's one of the top five all-time greats. Wow. You know, in Chicago, and he played in the USBL and the ABA and never made it to the league. I mean, Google Ronnie, Google Ronnie Fields, you know, and it's like, why did he not make it to the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, you, you, they think about all this, but look at all the New York basketball players that never made it, that should have made it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of them, but once again, maybe they're going to the right university. You know, maybe yeah. just getting seen by the just getting seen at the, at the on the national stage at the NCAA tournament. Maybe they might want to just take a chance on the kid. You know, like hey, yeah. let me take a chance on him. He hit that big shot. Let me let me bring him in for a workout. Will you get that yeah. workout at the JBA? Probably yeah, that's not. But but I, but like I said, I love your point. If they can't pay, if you're 16 year olds and you sign and it folds within that three years and you don't make that 300,000 you're banking on. That kid's whole eligibility and situation is gone. It's changed at, at that point. But see, here's, the pro- here's the problem that you have, and, and I'm not trying to be funny or disrespectful to the parents, but this is a parent situation where it's like, I get it. You, you come from uh, disproportionate uh, uh, family or you come from a, 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 a negative or bad neighborhood. It, it's like, at what point? And, and I know I'm switching gears here, but at what point do you value education? You know, it's like, just go, if, if you know college is not for you, all right, go get your core classes and try and pick up a trade, you know, like try and learn something. 
But if you saying I'm just gonna bank on this basketball and my knee go out or I tweak my ankle or I I snap off on a coach, you know, mm-hmm. like what do you? And we ain't talking about that part. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that part yeah, at all. I mean, well, what do you yeah, do yeah. then? Like, look at this. Like, y'all, I told y'all to get off the of Izzo earlier, and y'all decided to get on Izzo. And it's like this boy yanked himself, so now his draft stock just got hurt. You know, yeah. even though, uh, and not because Tom Izzo is a legend. And he's slap on the wrist. Tom Izzo is like, he can't. Remember, this is good old boys league. These white coaches, they've been doing this for years. And if you can't take the, their boy, no, that's a grown-ass man. Let's just call it what it is. That, that boy is 27 years old, 21. He, I think he's a senior or a junior. He's 20, 21 years old. He's the man. He ain't no kid. But they always say our boys, our guys. They don't ever say our men. You know, when you get to the NBA, you're now a man. No, you're a man when you turn 18. You know, but you always treat them like they're little kids. And like he said, Tom Izzo is being Tom Izzo. Bobby Huggins is being Bobby Huggins. Bobby Knight is being Bobby Knight. You know, so, I mean, it's like, but you signed up for that university. You know what that culture brings. You That's know what point. it brings. That's a decent point, so, yeah. So, you, so, for you to get mad when he says you didn't, close out or you didn't put a hand up or you didn't box out and then you snatch your arm out and he's like look boy I'm talking to you you know and everything is heightened because mm-hmm. it's the final four yep. you know yep. so I agree. I mean, that final four but it's, it, it's the tournament, yes, the tournament. so like Tom Enzo said that ain't nothing like we have heated, <laughs> more heated battles in, yeah. in, in, in practice you should have seen some of my battles and if you talk to any of my college teammates they'll tell you I was crazy. I would go off on the coach, curse him out. He'd curse me out. Hell, one time the coach and he, we were in the middle of practice, and he told me to go to the locker room. He tells me, looking at it like this: if I whoop this coach's, you know what? Then I lost my scholarship. You know, if I go and if I and if I fight him and I lose, then you know the guys on the team ain't going to be the same anyway. So I'm in, so so how do you can't win. So how do you? So so so, how do you diffuse a situation like that? And you got a snap second to think because if I move right and it's the wrong move, if I move left and it's the wrong move, you got to make this. It, it was a fork in the road, and that was the time I had to humble myself because I could have lost my scholarship, or I could have been the laughing stock on the team because the coach did knock me out, one or the other. Mm-hmm. So so, what do you do in a situation like that? You know, so I mean. But you knew what you signed up for. That's good. You point. know, it's like so, so. So at the end of the day, it's like Tom is not about to get a slap on the wrist. And you're right. You know, this is 2021. These coaches need to change. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they need to change. But is the NCAA won't start paying players? Probably not. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Don't don't get nothing started up in here. No, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, you, <laughs> don't get nothing started up in here. <laughs> you, you talk about the you talk about the girl when I say blackballed. I mean, like you said, you show the weight room. Yeah, it's wrong. You know it's dead ass wrong. You you know that to put six weights in a whole gym, or we didn't have the a, a adequate space because of COVID, and you knew that you could have used a high school gym and you had them kids over there at that high school gym. But I blame I blame the the coaches of the respective college to reach out to one of those high schools or local high schools. It's COVID. Everything shut down anyway. Why can't you work out over at a drive over to the local gym in Lafayette yeah, yeah. or whatever wherever high school that is instead of you out there doing that? 
now. Take this rewind just a little bit. Yeah, you're right. The gear is jacked up, but they've always been doing women's sports like that. Mm -hmm. Is it right? No. You know that the gear, like he said, you make it to a tournament, those brands, if it's a Chick-fil-A bowl, you're getting something Chick-fil-A. If it's Taco Bell bowl, you know you're getting something Taco Bell. (laughs) Everybody getting Enchiritos. You know, Enchiritos for everybody. (laughs) So, so, I mean, that's not just the NCAA. That's, That's March Madness knew what they were doing, and those brands they should be just as equally reprimanded, just as like yeah. highlighting the NCAA. I agree. You need to highlight yep. those brands and those sponsorships because you gave it to the men. Why didn't you give it to the women? Mm. Yep, I agree. I agree with 100%, my it man. Should have been, it should have been, been, been blanket. But unfortunately, they don't respect women's sports. And that's why the WNBA, which is another topic, they don't get paid the dollar that they should be pay, being paid. They feel like mm-hmm. people aren't selling out the seats at, at – uh, Georgia Tech Stadium or at the Houston Arena or at the Seattle Arena um, the Phoenix Arena they don't sell out the seats the way the NBA sells out so guess what you know well, we can only tell you this they make more money overseas than they do mm-hmm. in the NBA I mean in the WNBA so yep. I mean like I said she's going to get blackballed because those coaches going to say she spoke out against us and like I said this is a good old boy league so it's like this girl don't know her place now, let that have been a Cheryl Swoops. Let that have been a Candace oh. Parker. Do you think that they would have had the careers that they would have had getting the opportunity to play in the USA uh, Olympics or getting the opportunity to do something with TNT or getting the opportunity to get endorsement deals? They know it. Those folks, whoever those – because you don't know the names of the NCAA representatives or, or the CEOs or whoever. You don't know who they are. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying – you don't think phone calls aren't made? Those backdoor deals aren't done? You don't think people are black? Uh, they don't blackball? Yeah, they do. I, 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 I'm, I'm a witness to it. I, I'm a victim of it. So it's like, oh, I said something. The coach that coached me my senior year, he invented the alley You don't think he didn't make a phone call and say, hey, the first bad game I had, I got cut. Mm, now, wow. how can I go? How can I go against the guy that invented the alley oop? He threw the ball to David Thompson. He's in the Naismith Hall of Fame, and I say the coaches. You, you know how they always say the coaches be tripping or they don't give you the opportunity. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what do you? So no one. If I say that, y'all laugh me out the room. But I mean, what do you do when the guy created the alley oop and you say, "Well, he's not giving me the opportunity to let me shine the way I want to shine"? He was looking at me like, "Boy, just shut up and play." You know. So, so like I said, you make the team, and then they, oh, you went to the University of New Orleans. Who's the coach over? Oh, that's Monty Talon. Hey, hey, I got one of your guys down here. What do you think of? Him? You don't think that they're not going to have an off-the-record conversation? <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, no, yeah, they yeah, do it over at Dale. Make it play. That's business one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. You don't think that they don't have those type of conversations about who that guy is? Oh, well, he's got a bad attitude. This is how you push his buttons. And I'm telling you, he's not a team player or he's not, he's not, he's not a coachable kid or he's not this, he's not that. And you're sitting there like, this is my livelihood that we're talking about. You know, I, I want to do this, and I want to make money doing something that I love. So it's kind of like all the eggs got to line up. You got to be a coachable kid. You got to be this great kid. You got to be all of that. And mm-hmm. you turn around and put them on social media for millions of people to see in the big in their money making season. 
Yeah. We already yeah. didn't make no money during the season. And we're yep. having the final, we're having this final, uh, I mean, this March Madness, but we need to make that or recoup that money back. Mm-hmm. And you're taking money out of our pockets so we can make sure everything is fair for all parties. You don't think she's not about to get blackballed? Yeah. Thank you for stepping up. I appreciate you. It's going to make it yeah. more fair for everybody else. But yeah, she she's going to be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you on that one. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. We talk about that next week for sure. Dog boy, appreciate you, brother. I I see you on the road. I know you're driving to to Washington. No, yeah, no, 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 no. We're, no, we're, we're headed back to Atlanta, so we're okay. about 130 miles back uh, from getting home. So, All right, we'll stop and get uh, something to eat, man. Don't 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 just don't just drive and and not take care of your body there. You know, get 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 you something to eat. Uh, go ahead and hit me with that. Buy me a coffee. I, I would appreciate all that good uh, knowledge that I that I sent out here. You, you see, know, just go ahead and tap that. Buy me a coffee over there. Look, and, I'm, I'm uh, gonna put it on the screen. I put it on yeah, the screen. Yeah, there, you know, for, so, right, mean, right there. They go the man right there. Give, go ahead and give him a little little yeah, something. Yeah, we gotta something. stop for gas anyway. You know, help the gas out. It's like two ninety nine a gallon. You know, out here. So you know, uh, I mean. You know, we're not accustomed to paying two ninety nine on the freeway. You know, it's like we're paying two seventy in Atlanta, two ninety nine. So, but Martel, I, I appreciate y'all allowing me to come onto your show today and give Absolutely, a different man. perspective. Um, I, I hope that the young man that does uh, who caught COVID, hopefully his family is okay. But I yeah. hope that you can get him on and hear a perspective from because you're gonna, he's gonna, it's gonna be an eye opener to hear what yes. he has to say. Yeah. On yep. how he covers uh, sports and some of the stories that he sees that are behind the scenes that you would never really hear. So it, yeah. I would, I would love to hear how he covers and how he exposes some things that that the public would probably never hear. Shall we say? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He'll oh, be, he'll man. be, he'll be coming on. Yeah, we'll, we'll have him on. We'll make sure you tune in to all board for that one for sure. We appreciate you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, James wasn't expecting this tonight. I, like, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I ain't mad. It's all good, though. You came out here dropping these no, bombs, boy. You, you, no, you, you yeah. came out here dropping all kind of bombs left and right. So, you know, it's always good content, always good stuff. Uh, you're a good man, though, brother. Drive safe. Yeah, I'm going to highlight you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just scratched the surface. That's all. I'm letting I know, see, what, what I'm trying to, what I want to do is make sure that we, you know, spread it out. I, w- I want to keep the, the audience, you know, hungry. I don't want to give it to them all in one yeah, time. But here's, here's See, don't 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 get started on don't get don't get started on another rant. No, God, it, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it's March Madness. That's all I'm saying. You yeah. got to bring the heat when it's March Madness. That's oh, we bring it. Oh, we bring it. You you just bought some extra kerosene to the to the bonfire. No, man, and we no, love great, it. Great, and we great love perspective, it. Great perspective, brother. Great perspective. I like that. I like yeah. that for sure. Respect. All right, bro. Be good to yourself, yeah. man. We holler at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sir. Had some that, things on his mind, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I mean, I, like, like I said, to recap, man, he gave a good perspective. Cause mm-hmm. Like you said, me and you were like, hey, I don't really see too many things wrong with this. But he was right. Being that startup company, if it folds in that 16-year-old signs, yeah. it folds in one year. He just lost all of his – he lost all of his amateur – his amateur response, his amateur eligibility. He can't go to college. Yeah, he can't. True. His whole soul will be sold for that $100,000, and he only – the only option he has is to go overseas and get an agent and, and try to make it there. So that's an interesting perspective that he brought back. And, man, I really do appreciate that. But I do think the lead, me still, besides all that, I think the lead will benefit some people. I think yeah. it will benefit a, a few. But I do believe each family is going to have to really sit down 
and analyze and have make that sure conversation it's the right amongst, amongst themselves. Amongst themselves. Yes, yes, yes. So, so let's let's go on to this to this other story uh, before we close out the evening. Uh, when we like I say cognizant of folks' time, and but uh, you know we. we we was bringing some heat. We told you folks we were going, we was going to bring it tonight, and 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 it went off in another direction, and it was and it was amazing. So we appreciate uh, all that dialogue. But uh, let, me, let me bring this on screen here. And you you sent me this like literally fifteen yes. minutes before we went we went on air, and it's um. Let me see if I can get this to show the the, the, the top of that the, too. There we go. This is something that I'm really this is where social media hurt, hurts us and uh, uh it's 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 sad and let me let me give it some background so yeah, give, basically give us some context on this yeah i i got this from i got this 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 from a a man in um in richmond friend of mine in richmond he got this fly california richmond california. california richmond california in this fly and this is something that kids are doing they're pattering and they're promoting kids fighting just like the ufc with graphics and putting it in online telling you where where to meet for these young people to be able to fight and have the and, and have a physical fight out there and go this actually happened in sacramento california um over this past weekend there was over 200 people that were there confirmed it, it got crazy when the police got there obviously they arrested a certain amount of kids but this is where i see social media Im- imitating sports and hip-hop and all that and where it's now starting to go this route which to me is disappointing. Uh, um, it's that it's that it's that marketing mechanism that we've all been afraid of it happening, but now it's starting to happen because mm-hmm. now it's being very impressionable on our youth, and it's really uh, to me it's disheartening, man. When he showed me this and we were talking about it, or when I read his blog when he was explaining what was going on, I mean, I was like, I was almost literally shocked. I mean, these are two young ladies. You know, they're promoting for them to go fight, and and the thing is, people went there to go see it. Yeah, you know, that, they would see. That's that's the that's definitely a man. It's, it, that's definitely a problem that we have, right? And you know, especially yeah. for for our youth, uh, our, our young our young females to be out there scrapping out there in these streets for no good reason to be promoting yeah. the, these types of activities amongst themselves. I mean, you know, not not even a third person promoting it, saying, "Come on out, uh, there's going to be a a brawl at the school." Uh, yeah. after, after school or something like that, you know, like like we would do at, back in the day, right? You, ha- you yeah. had a disagreement, folks. You probably go out and, out there and hit them uh, on on the playground or something. But this is actually, again, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen year old young young girls out here saying planning a fight amongst yeah. themselves and trying to and then have a whole bunch of people show up, attend it, film it, and think that it's funny, think that it's cool. This is not funny. <laughs> this is not cool. This is not what we should be doing. Um, with our time and with, with our with our talents, so yeah. and and this is this is an awareness for parents. I mean, and this yeah. is not something that's just going. I'm sure this is just not the first time. This is the first time it happened in Sacramento. I'm sure it's happening every city across America. People are doing something like this. It's just brought been brought to my attention and my awareness. And and I'm saying, and people say, well, what does this kind of have to do with sports? I think it's a direct correlation because the way we brand our sports, the way we brand our individuals, we do these images and we do these types of things. We see it every day on UFC. They do the versus versus and they have this big propaganda yeah. behind it to make sure you go see it. Mm-hmm. It's starting to be very impressionable to our young, our young people. And they're starting to use it also to their advantage to not only promote positive things, but also now start to promote negative things. Um, I, I, like I said, I was pretty sick and I was just like, man, I can't believe this really happened. 
Um, and, and, and it's a kind of a sad day. So I think my cry is make, make sure parents be aware of your children's surroundings and what they're actually doing. You know, you see things like this instead of even promoting it or even entertaining it, let's stop it right at the right at right at the door. Because yeah. for two young ladies to risk everything, I mean risk everything because anything can happen in this situation. Not only just fighting and you and one person lose, one one person wins, but we can have anybody really get hurt really bad. Yeah. It could be a riot, you could be arrested. I mean, your whole life can change over some something stupid like this, where I'm pretty sure a conversation could hash everything. Exactly. You know, this is exactly. a, where a conversation could just hash everything. You don't have to go fisticuffs on whatever the situation is. It could have hashed everything. Uh, I hope these two ladies weren't hurt. I hope the situation. I hope it didn't even happen. I'm not quite sure, but from from my recollection from the person who told me, there was at least 200 people that got there, and it really got crazy when the cops showed up. You know, kids were actually running and mauling yeah. out everywhere, wherever they go. So, um, just be cognizant of what's going on in in your kids' lives. I believe, um, and and be be very leery and very aware. Of situations like this happening. I mean, we all know our kids. People could not know. You could say your baby's the sweetest baby in the world, but you know your baby's doing dirt, or mm-hmm. your baby's a little wild child, or your baby's likes to fight, or your baby gets into altercations. You know your child, mm-hmm. but you got to be cognizant of a situation like this because, to me, nothing but bad can happen in that kind of situation. I agree. Now, there's nothing good going to happen in that situation at all. Not if you're going to just go witness it, and not if you're going to be a participant in it. But there's nothing good going to happen in that situation at all. So, you know. And today with our brothers and sisters, we're trying to come together. We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to show a lot of unity and, and, and trying to better ourselves in situations. This is actually just taking us in the opposite direction. I agree. You you said it, everything. I will just say ditto and verbatim. And just be be parents. And even if you're not a direct parent, if, if, you, if you're just uh, someone who has folks that you um, – Someone looks up to you, right? You're a big brother, you're a big sister, you're a figurative big brother, big sister, whatever, uncle, you're that aunt, whatever. Be aware of what the youth are doing. Uh, be, be aware that they're watching you as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I almost want to say have that home training, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> no, no better, no, no what's right versus what's wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, man, just I, I got daughters. You got daughters. Yeah. And I, especially that's why, that's why this hits us so hard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. To see two young ladies is like, hey, you pro they're promoting a fight for two these two young ladies to go meet somewhere and actually ball it out and for us man. to watch. That that just doesn't sit well with me um, as a parent, as a mentor and so on and so on. I just, like I said, we got to be very cognizant of what our children are doing. And you got to, you know, like I said, you got to have that reality check with you, with yourself and your family and be like, honestly, be like, hey, yeah, my daughter, she, she, she be out there doing that. Yeah. But I'm gonna make sure she's not gonna do this. So you know, just have that honest, honest conversation with your family and your child and your or your children, and be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I, I, you can't be a part of stuff like this because I, I promise you, there's nothing good coming out of that. That's not true. one thing. That's true, folks. We talk about it, folks. We, we yeah. this is what we do: social impact to sport. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we 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 go there. We get awkward if we need to, and we hopefully uh, that's it's valuable to you. Hopefully, it, it's something that 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 resonates with you. Definitely hook hook uh, hook us up. Uh, stay with us. Follow the channel. Uh, bring your your suggestions for topics because uh, yeah. we're gonna keep bringing this heat. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about it. Like so, for next week, I know mm-hmm. for sure two topics we're gonna discuss. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, by next week we'll discuss the Deshaun Watson situation. Yes, what, we what didn't get a chance to go into that. That's right. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go through that next week for sure. Mm-hmm. And then also, I want to talk about this possible CFL XFL merger and how that will impact the NFL. In college sports, because if they do merge, we got a whole new ball game coming on our hands now with with football, with football 
there's goods and there's bads to both of them. But I know for a fact it's been in the news. There's discussions with the XFL possibly merging with the CFL yeah. in, in Canada. It makes now football more of a, uh, at least a definitely our na- a national uh, a global brand from Canada and U.S. North America definitely based mm-hmm. brand for sure, big strong. But this could have, possibly have impacts in NFL or or that kind of league going global with a with a very good definite infrastructure that would be able to go to Europe's and, and so on and so on and so on. So it, it's gonna be it should be great, man, to see if that if this could possibly pull it off. The Rock is doing some big things. I can't lie, man. Yeah, if, that's true. That brother's yeah. trying he's trying to pull something off something. He's really he doing he doing league. more than just making tequila and and, and, yeah, lifting, yeah. and lifting weights. He actually doing something. He's trying to do something which is, which, which is well, commendable, man. Yeah, he's doing his yeah. thing. He's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh yeah. well, I, I we'll should probably go I should probably go do some homework then and get prepared because we're gonna have that discussion. It's, it's gonna get deep. If you are wanting to get on camera like like our boy Tallboy did today as well. Let us know. Let my teller myself know. I'll shoot you the link for the broadcast studio for any of those shows. But outside of then, brother, be good to yourself. Go hug your kids. Go go uh, go see what your son is doing about his uh, his his recruitment there. Oh, absolutely, man. He done, man. So right now we're going to just you know get dinner ready. It's five thirty right now. Get dinner ready. Watch a little bit of basketball. Yes, sir. And enjoy the rest of the Sunday, man. I love it. Be good, brother. Y'all be good to yourself. Absolutely. Have a good.